Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 8, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. Little bit of housekeeping as we get started here today. I'm in a different venue. It feels like there's a little bit of echo going on. Shouldn't change the numbers. Just wanted to address that before people start hitting me with emails. Let's switch over and discuss what's on the docket today. We have another gap on our hands, a gap up on our hands. The market is treading right around an important area. 343.06. You see that horizontal line running across the screen. The reason why we want to point that out is it was in fact very important today for a number of reasons. We're going to see that later, but it was important from the opening bell. It was important to get above. It was a pivot during the day. We use this number to our advantage from inside the numbers all day long. It pays to know your numbers. What else is going on on the daily chart? Well, as the market pushes higher, they're going to get up into an important area. 345 or a little bit higher is an important area. Why is that? It's the closing price of this breakdown candle. Now the closing price in and of itself isn't really important, but what we want to do is watch to see if the market can close inside of that breakup candle. Can they bust into that breakup candle? Are they going to begin climbing the breakup candle? That's a long way off. That's a lot of points off. But what we're doing right here is taking the long view. We're taking the 30,000 foot view, looking down on the market from a daily chart perspective saying, what are they trying to accomplish? In fact, in my view, what the market or the S&P 500 is trying to accomplish is they're trying to get to that breakdown candle. What's the risk right now in the market from a southern pricing perspective? And what I mean by that is what happens if we wake up red on Friday? What are we looking for? Well, the first thing we would be looking to is the gap left open from Wednesday's close. What's that number? Let's slide over the chart. And the number we're referring to is 340.76. So any visit down to 340.76, a spike through, that's important. Does the market close below on an hourly basis that number? Does it maintain price above that number on hourly closes? Obviously today they didn't hit that number. That number will be important if they go pay a visit. The other side of that is they're pushing higher on Friday. Where would they be pushing to? They want to get to and they really want to get into that breakdown candle. Can they get there? Can they get into it? We'll see. That's the target. We're going to call the target 345. The breakdown candle is a little bit higher. We're calling the target 345. That was a target today for Inside the Numbers members. And in fact, we have a lot of other stuff from inside the numbers to discuss today, but we'll get to that in a moment. Here's an hourly chart, and I wanna bring back something we discussed yesterday because it's extremely important. We discussed this breakdown candle, and we discussed the high was 342.17. Why is that important? We'll go back to yesterday, and the market gapped up, 
and it creeped up the breakdown candle to the high. It stayed there. It was not rejected when it got to the high. Ran out of time at the end of the day, but they started to go sideways, but we really didn't have enough time to make a full and complete assessment of what was going to happen up near the top of that breakdown candle. What we said was the market was on time, meaning we had a full stack on our hands, but here was the risk. The risk was they could gap over that price on Thursday morning. What did they do on Thursday morning? They gapped over that price. Let's go over and check out inside the numbers. There's some important stuff inside the numbers today. If you're at all active in the market during the trading day, then I think you need to pay attention to what's inside the numbers. We've got the numbers. We've got the concept of what the market is attempting to do. If you have both of those then you've got 85% of the battle in navigating the market during the trading day. I'm not going to sit here and say that you should make money every single day in the market. I'm not going to say that because that's not right for everybody. Some folks are new to the business. Some folks have been around a long time. There's a big difference. What I can tell you is if you're following the prescription inside the numbers, you should make money on most days. I'm not sure how the pre-market commentary got mixed up with the early thoughts. They're usually separated. Must be courtesy of the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. Let's see what we've got because I think there's really important stuff going on. So here's really the first stuff I put up on the board. Happy Thursday. Wake up green again. And they're pushing above an important spot. Right out of the chute, I know it's an important spot. The theme of hardly any stocks, a little typo there, hardly any stocks moving in the pre-market continues. That's referencing stocks on the move. It's quiet and we have another floater on our hands. We'll chalk this up to the calm before the storm right before earnings season gets off the dime. That really begins next week. So you've got two things going on next week. You've got earnings season, which we're going to get companies reporting earnings really beginning next week, and it's going to start to come fast and furious. The second thing we have is the normal garden variety monthly options expiration next week. So all week long, there may be some whipsaw action in the market, and then on Friday is options expiration week. So we should have some increased volatility leading into next week, regardless of what happens going out on Friday. Moving right along, let's see what else we have. Early thoughts. As the SPY angles higher, let's get the big stuff out in the open. So again, think about this for a second. This is posted on the board sub 8 o'clock, 7.30, 7.15, whatever time it goes on. There's another breakdown candle high at 3.43.06. Another because we talked about one from yesterday, the one we just discussed, whether or not they were going to be inside of that at the open today or gap over that. So we're looking for the next spot. Where are they headed? What is the market trying to do? We're trying to get the storyline. Where are they trying to get to? They're trying to get above 343.06. It's a hurdle and it opens the door for another number. So it is in fact overhead resistance. So we're putting on the board right away, and in a thank you, sir, may I have another fashion, the next one comes in at 345. So we want to be pre-prepared getting into the day, but our focus, and you'll see this as the notes go, 343.06 was really the bogey. We still have to be pre-prepared no matter which way the market goes. Maybe they have a shakeout operation in the southern direction as a just-in-case the gap left open from last night's close is between 
341.31 and 340.76. That's depending on which chart time frame you're looking at. Let's move along and go up a little bit. So again, we post a picture right out of the shoot because I think it was important. And the reason I say again is because I'm harping on the same thing. I'm harping on a very, very important number. Let's start with a picture is worth about 500 words. No longer 100 words, but I'm not up to 1,000 just yet. Pretty simple look. Do the Bulls have enough get up and go to get over another important spot right out of the gate? Or is this an early test? Said spot is 343.06. They can spike it, but getting much above on the first run isn't the norm. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. The reason I bring that up is pretty simple. When the market early on, in particular, is going up, it tends to suck a lot of traders in. They want to chase the market. They want to hop on board. They're getting FOMO, fear of missing out. When that happens, that's usually when the rug gets pulled out. That's why I want to make mention that they're not going to get too far away from 343.06. They're going to come back to visit it at least in the initial going at least one time. Let's move along and see what else we've got as the market gets underway. 925, we'll let them go for a while. Again, we're focused on 343.06. You're going to hear that number probably two, three dozen more times. Right out of the gate, they're running the test of the breakdown candle high. No surprise, we expected that to happen. So by 9.36, what happened? A high of 343.08 was made against 343.06. That was the breakdown candle high. Funny how that works. You could have tattooed that one on your ass. That was going to happen come hell or high water. Moving right along. Now, here at 9.41, what you'll see is if they pay a visit to ES... 342175, give or take, it will normally be met with the buy the dip crowd, i.e. buyers to support the market. SPY 342.17, give or take. That's also pretty important, so keep that one in the forefront of your mind as well. Food for thought. Traders willing to buy around 342.17, give or take, need to have the awareness that the gap could be filled around 341. We're going to go back to the chart and this will all become clear in a moment. If they did that, there's technically nothing wrong with the market. They do that all the time. Below the gap on hourly closes is different, however. Translation, half a position around 342.17 and the other half if they hit the gap down below. That's a trade. I don't know how to be any more clear. Let's move along for a moment and see what else we've got. They were in a chop shop formation above the number, below the number, above the number, on the number. They did this for a while. They did this for the majority of the day. You see at 10.02, hashtag reading the tape, you see how important these breakdown candle highs are. They spike them, but they can't stay above without a series of tests. And here it is, and I just discussed this, it's why we don't chase the market it's not going to run away. Once in a while it runs away, so be it. The majority of times, it doesn't run away. We go with what happens the majority of the time, not what happens once in a while. You know the routine. Over to the charts, right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's a five-minute chart. What's the green thick horizontal line? 342.17. Where does that come from? It comes from inside the numbers, right off the notes page. What was the low of day? 341.86. 
What did we talk about? 342.17, we talked about 342, you see that in the notes. And then we talked about the gap down below that would have been another buy area. So the first buy was at 342.17 or below, 342, a spike of 342. Anything in and around there depends on the type of trader you are. Are you more aggressive and you want to take the upper number? Or are you more conservative and you want to wait for him to spike the number a little bit? You want a better price. You want the sale price. Was that the low of day? Yes, it was. How do you like them apples? If you're not participating inside the numbers and you don't have the same numbers and the same schematic throughout the trading day, and you see this day in and day out, we don't have it lock, stock, and barrel every single day, but we have it on most days. You go with what happens most of the time. We had two important numbers today, 343.06 and 342.17 or below. I think we could say we had them figured out today. Let's see what else we've got as the day moves along. Gets quiet around the middle morning, lunchtime. You see 10, 12, where are they now? They're hanging around, eating time off the clock, thinking about getting above 343.06. So what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock, building energy to make another push higher. That's something that you'll see in throughout the notes throughout the day. That's a theme that you will see. Why do you see that? Because that's what they were doing. Why is that important? Because we can do something with that information. Let's move along. Keep going. Let's see what else we've got at 1037. Just citing what is in between our number at 346.03 and the target. And my point was there's not a lot of resistance in between. They're not going to just run up there, but there's not a lot of stuff that we can hang our hat on. What I wanted to have was the traders have an awareness that we could not that we did, but we could have a vacuum type scenario above 343.06. It didn't happen, but it could have happened. Reading between the lines, they haven't closed an hour above 343.06 yet at the time. So the prize of 345 isn't really active until they do. What I urge you to do is read the notes, pause the video, go back to the charts and see what actually happened. More stuff in and around the important numbers, more stuff around midday. Some of it's repetitive. It is what it is. Still yet, they haven't closed an hour above 343.06. Doesn't mean they won't, but until they do, they stay in a chop shop formation, building energy for another push higher. So even if they're not above the important number, as long as they don't collapse, they're still just running sideways, eating time off the clock, moving right along. Now, at 11.35, they're getting into the zone where it's showtime. So they had a little corrective move. They pulled the rug out of the market. Trick and company showed up. They dropped price into the zone. So here it is. Traders looking for a long trade. It's anywhere in between 342 and the gap down around 341, as cited earlier. Closing candles below the gap, no good. Now, they did it quickly, obviously, while I was writing this, and I mentioned that, but... We talked about it earlier. Everybody should have been prepared for where the buy was. I was crystal clear. Here's your shimmy down. There's your quick reversal out of there. That's bullish type of price action. When they go to a number and then they go away from the number really, really quick, it's no different than stocks on the move. What's happening is the stocks or the market in this case is heading for a destination. 
You don't know when they're going to get to the destination. You don't know that they will get to the destination. But if they do get to the destination in a hurry, it's generally a pretty good sign that's all they needed to do. They get to the destination in a hurry, turn around and go back in the other direction. What that was was running a test. Talk about it all the time. The ones where they creep to the destination and hang out for a cup of coffee, that's a different story. The quick spikes down, quick spike up, and then they're out of there in a hurry. That's telling you something. We can take information away from the market with that type of price action. And we did. While writing all that stuff, they simply did the thing and got out of there in a hurry. That's bullish. Moving right along. By definition, this is 1209. The little flush and recovery was Operation Shake em Out. It's precisely what we were harping on the bigger picture all morning long. Above the gap left open from yesterday and she's okay. Hourly close above 343.06 opens the door for 345. You have to have a schematic going into the market. If you're trading capital without a schematic, it's like getting on the road without GPS. You have to know where you're going before you start the car. Each ride or each trip has a purpose. Each trade has a purpose. We have an entry, we have an exit, and we have a place where if we're wrong, we're wrong small and fast. Without those three components, you have no trade. That is, if you want to treat this as a business. Moving right along. Here we have another picture, 500 words. At this point, midday, it's not much to say other than 343.06 is in fact our pivot. We talk about the number in the pre-market. The market stays at that number all day long. Those are the days when you have to believe that despite anything else going on, we have a beat, we have a feel for the market. We're reading the tape correctly that day. Here's a little note about Amgen. Amgen started to do the deal. It was one of the stocks on the move. We'll go down and take a look at that list in a moment. We'll also look at the Amgen chart. No need to rehash it now. Now, if you're reading this, you can rehash it with me. It was a break-even. I was in the trade. I was out of the trade. Late in the day, I don't want to take a risk that I'm going to have to get stuck in a trade and I wasn't trading for the second number because it was, A, too far away, considering how much time was left in the day. A couple of hours left in the day, you have to be very, very picky, very choosy about the trades because if you're wrong, you don't have time on your side. The clock's running out. I don't want to get stuck in these things overnight and I certainly don't want to have to take a loss. So what I did was I took a scratch out on Amgen. We'll go down and see stocks on the move and take a look at the chart in a few minutes. The rest of it, you kind of know what happened. We had the whole thing. We had the numbers. We had the schematic and we put the trade opportunity up on the board. It was a long trade in the Spider or the ES or the S&P 500 today. Four stocks on the move on the board this morning. Amgen is the only one that hit its number. You can see from the five-minute chart, they found some stability when they got to 242.30. They had a little bit of a bounce, not enough, went lower, found stability at the second number, and petered out for the remainder of the day. You know the drill. We want this one. We want the one that comes straight into the number early in the day. That's the one you're going to get the best rubber band type of snapback reaction from. I tried an afternoon trade, started to work, looked good for a minute, and then it wasn't. That's the business of trading. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Again, up nicely on the day, 1.4%. 
leading to the upside. My favorite market leading indicator. This is a puzzle piece. It has to be on the table. When money is rushing into risk assets like the IWM, like the NASDAQ market, technology space, people are not looking for a dividend. They're not looking for value type plays. They're looking for growth. They want it now. They want it today. They want it tomorrow. When money flow is going into risk assets, we put that information on the table in the form of a puzzle piece. We're not looking for a collapse in the market when the IWM is strong and getting stronger. You'll notice here that the IWM was up on pretty good volume today. Now, is this capitulation or exhaustion type volume to the upside? Not necessarily, not really. It was about equal to the last big down day we had from the other day on the 6th. Guess what? That is institutional participation to a degree. When you have good volume, high volume on an up day and the market finishes strong, that's something that you should take note of. That's another puzzle piece. It's also on the table. RSP, equal weight index, broad-based rally, 1.66% to the upside, outpacing the SPY. The breadth is good on the equal weight index, puzzle piece on the table. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Any worries here? No worries. Uptrend. The trend is your friend until the end. Nice big update for the transports. Well, it wasn't that big, but it was a nice update for the transports. Above all the moving averages, you know the routine. It's a bullish chart. If we look at a bunch of other charts, are we going to find any divergences in the transports? No, they all look the same. They're all bullish. Here's the weekly chart. They go in a chop shop formation for several weeks in a row. And then what do they do? They begin to break to the upside. Folks that have taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, should note on this weekly chart something that right out of the course happened with the transports on the weekly chart. They're actually breaking out on time. That's something that's taught in the course in no uncertain terms. How about the cues? Here's the weekly. Let's go down to the daily. They were not up tremendous amount of points today. They were up $2, less than 1% in the queues. Again, there's nothing wrong with the tape. It's in an uptrend. They're above all the moving averages. They're trying to push higher. The question is, will they be able to push above the high from the 1st of October or not? Today, they were a little stymied at that place. What's the storyline? What are they really trying to accomplish? They're trying to get to the breakdown candle. They're trying to get into the breakdown candle. The closing price is 287.41. They would love to get into that spot. How about the financials, the XLF? I'm out of this trade, but they've actually went higher a lot quicker than I actually thought they would. Now above all the moving averages as of today, can they sustain? Can we see more follow through? Are they going to reach this double top pivot right here? up at a high of $26.01. If the financials are going up, it's unlikely that the market or any markets or indices for that matter would be going in the other direction. On a per day basis, maybe so, but in large part, the storyline is not financials going up, everything else going down. It's unlikely to be that way. Same thing with the Smash Mouth. Philadelphia Semiconductor Index reaching double top once again. Nothing bearish on this chart. Smash Mouth is a pretty good leading indicator of the tech space as a whole. Nothing wrong with the semis. You move on. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. 
I'm going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.